0: Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast, a presentation of ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Bear on Bears fans! Welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. I'm your host, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. I am in my personal studio, so shout out to you guys on uh, rocking with me and here today. Yeah, I mean, welcome into the. Uh, I don't know what we're dubbing it yet. I don't know what we we haven't christened a name for the studio. We got to work on that part yet. But man, we got a lot to get into today because biggest takeaways from the depth chart, the unofficial depth chart that is being released. There's some very interesting names that are on there in places that maybe we didn't think that they would end up. So I want to jump into that. And uh, biggest strengths and weaknesses heading into our first preseason game and heading into the season that is still on the list of things that we want to see the Bears really improve in. All that more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago sports daily over here, man. So stay in tune with us. Appreciate that love. Uh, let's jump straight into this, man. I mean, here's here's number one for me, right? The number one thing that has stood out to me is that Jack Sanborn's name is still number one on this list with the camp that Noah Sewell has had to this point. I just feel like Jack Sanborn hasn't really built up a rapport with these new guys in there. and That's a leg up that Noah Sewell does have. You know what I mean? It's it's not to say that I don't think that Jack Sanborn shouldn't be the number one. I I would love for him to be the number one. I hope that he does end up winning this job. But, you know, we saw him out there yesterday, or I'm sorry, today, uh, able to go and you know, it's, it's good to see him back out there. Good to see him back in pads. Uh, I think that he is going to be the number one, but Noah Sewell has done some really, really nice things heading into camp. I didn't think that that was just guaranteed Jack Sanborn's job no matter what, even though he is the number two guy coming in, heading into this season. I didn't think that it was just, nope, you know what? It's it's Jack's job no matter what. So we're, we're riding with him. We're, we're going with him. Uh, And, and I think that Sanborn will be a really good asset on both sides of this but i think you could make that same argument for noah sewell to me, this is a, we just want this kid to kind of figure this out. We're going to give him a ton of reps as well, heading into that first preseason game. And this is the thing, this is the unofficial death chart, right? Like things can change by, by the time we get to the end of the week, it doesn't have to be the craziest thing in the world to overreact to. But I did think that that was one that really stood out to me because we've seen Noah Sewell play really well. We've seen him attack uh, 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 how, how he was defending uh, Travis Homer coming across the middle. We've seen that fire from him out of the defensive side of the ball. Feels like he's getting the system. Matt Iverfus talked about when we were in practice with him as well. Uh, after, uh, I'm sorry, in the post game press conference after being in practice. And, you know, and he kind of came out and said, listen, when guys understand the playbook, they're able to play fast. And I think the fact that we've seen him be able to play fast Uh, tells me that he already has an understanding of what his role is going to be in this defense as a whole. And I think that that's why I was a little bit surprised to see him coming in at the two to this point. Uh, But I mean, listen, he's behind no he's behind uh, Tremaine Edmonds, which means you're probably going to want him to play some of that middle, but he's probably going to be playing everything as well. And now you're going to get to see kind of how Jack Sanborn's going to be able to fit in with Tremaine Edmonds and uh, TJ Edwards based on, you know, kind of, not seeing that to this point. Now we're seeing him healthy. Now we're going to be able to see what he's going to be able to go out there and do, how he's going to be able to go out there and attack this field with those two on it. And this comes off the comments of TJ Edwards, who talked about Noah Sewell today and said that he thought that this guy was was a great asset to the team. He loves the energy that he brings. He loves how he's, he's flying around out there on the football field and thinks that he's going to have a really bright future ahead of him. So Number one for me, just just one of the shocks that I saw. Not shocks. I guess I shouldn't. I guess maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on a shock value of it. Right. I'm not like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy's not the starter. But when we haven't seen anything from Jack to this point, I did think that we were going to see a little bit more uh, uh, Noah Sewell on the depth chart. But maybe this is hey, and, and this is another way you have to think about it we want to see as much as we can of this kid before we end up making a real decision on him. Jack Sanborn's is the number one. He's not going to get a ton of reps with the number one defense out there, right? You're going to have Noah Sewell out there. That's the thing for me heading into this Titans game. You're going to have a ton of reps from guys that you did not expect to see probably at this point. I think Noah Sewell is going to be the number one uh, 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 guy that we're going to be talking about coming out of this first preseason game because I do think he's going to get a ton of run with the number twos and possibly the threes. You still got Dylan Cole on this lineup. You still got Buddy Johnson, who's, who's trying to make a name for himself as well. So I think that there's going to be a ton of opportunity here for, for both sides. And, you know, I really want to see kind of what he's going to be, because I think that with if you add his athleticism to what Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards are already doing, there could be a lot of good things to be talked about with this young rookie. Another thing that I really thought you know, stood out is still this DB room. I, I love what we're seeing out of this DB room right now. Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith both coming in at the number two position. Terrell Smith behind Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, of course, your number one guy there, Tyreek Stevenson behind him. Uh, Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson is going to be an interesting one to see how that dynamic is going to play out. I am excited to see which one of these two guys is going to end up getting that starting number two spot. It's still feels to me like Terrell Smith is ahead of Tyreek Stevenson at this point uh, but you do want to see kind of what Tyreek is going to be able to bring what he's going to be able to put out there and how he's going to be able to go out in in this first preseason game and make a name for himself right I, I think that this is a combination that we could be talking about for a long time with the Jalen Johnson. Possibility at the end of the season. We don't know what that's going to be. But if Tyree Stevenson and Terrell Smith are playing out of their minds, you already got Kyler Gordon. Now you're starting to see, to me, that's the first room where Ryan Poles can say 100%, my stamp is on that room. Those are my guys. That DB room to me looks like it really has an opportunity to take that next step. And I do want to see it against some real competition, some real guys that aren't the guys that are on their team, right? Uh, we've seen Tyree Stevenson do some really good things. I love the length. I love how he's been able to break on the ball. We just haven't seen, he, he talked about it when we had him in the, in the presser. Right. And he said, you know, it's just a couple of mistakes, couple of things that I did that, you know, coach basically said are rookie things, things that you got to deal with things that you have to go through. And okay, we've gone through them now. How do we get on the other side of these? That's what I really want to see. But I don't think since Terrell Smith has kind of won that first team reps, we haven't heard about him giving it back. We haven't seen him really give it back. He's been able to go out there and really make some really good plays. And they're both guys that have attributes that fluce wants to utilize, that fluce wants to use. Uh, and and that I think that you're going to see on display a ton this season, no matter who the guy is that's number one on the depth chart. I think you're going to see some sets where you're going to see Terrell Smith, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon out there because, again— Poles has his stamp on that room. I think he really wants to see what that room is going to become. Of course, Jalen Johnson, we know. I I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see a ton of the starters in this first game. And I think we just know what Jalen Johnson is, right? Like, I want to see him take that next step. But at a minimum, we know he's a guy that's going to be able to play your number one guy tough. He's a guy that's going to be able to go out there and break up the pass. He's a guy that I believe, I I mean, honestly, and here's another thing, right? In In the feather of Jalen Johnson's cap. I think Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith will benefit playing opposite of a guy like that because we know what Jalen Johnson can do. He's going to get his hand in there, pop that ball up. Now you guys got to be able to come down with a Kyler Gordon as well. I think that this DB room is going to be one of the more strong rooms that we've seen. Some guys still trying to make their name in there. Josh Blackwell, Greg Stroman Jr., Jalen Jones, Michael Ojemudie, Ogim- and I'm not going to lie to you. Michael Michael OJ is the funniest guy there because nobody. I, the team has just universally accepted Accepted that they don't know how to say his name. They just like, they've just universally accepted they don't know how to say his last name. And then, of course, Uh, uh, Macon Clark and Kendall Vildor. I I saw a lot of Bears fans out there excited that Vildor was was at the bottom of the depth chart here. To me, these are there are a couple of guys on this list that Josh Blackwell, Kendall Vildor, you're going to see those guys in the special teams rooms. That's where they're going to be able to go out and make a name for themselves. So keep an eye on them still making the team, right? Josh Blackwell, I think, is I mean, he's he is a special teams guy that we hear Allen Williams talk about often. And so, don't be surprised if you continue to see him uh, on this team moving forward. Um, As we keep it going here, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. One of the names that I think surprised many Bears fans today. On the special team side, Bayless Jones, to this point, winning both jobs outright. Now, of course, Dante Pettis has been hurt, hasn't been able to go out there. He's still on that NFI list, right? But Bayless Jones, the number one in the punt return, the number one in the kick return, Uh, I think you knew that it was going to be him for kick return, but I think we thought Tyler Scott's name would be a name that we saw much higher on this depth chart. Tyler Scott's still behind Khalil Herbert, Tristan Ebner for the kick return in the beginning of it. And then uh, he's fifth when it comes to punt return at this point on the depth chart. Um, When you look at him on the wide receiver room, he is third behind Mooney, but you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of guys swapped in and out on that one as well. But Bayless Jones winning both sides, and we talked about him, right? And I talked about how he's had a really good camp. I haven't been able to sit here and 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 talk to you guys about how Bayless Jones has struggled. with it. I, th- I think he's tracked the ball really well. I think he's done a really good job getting under it. I think he's done a really good job being able to uh, uh, make a move as soon as he catches it. I think that Tyler Scott has more shiftiness in his game, but Bayless Jones is still just He's pure speed. He's a sub-4-3 or he's a sub-4-4 four four guy, right? Like Pure speed. When he gets the ball, he's, he's able to make a move very quickly. And the Bears have done a much better job of trying to prepare him, I think, this season for that role of kick return, punt return. Don't be surprised if he's a name that, at a minimum on the kick return side, stays there because he did do kick return in college. The punt return side, I think, is where a lot of Bears fans might, might be a little bit surprised because at the end of the day, listen, I love Bayless. I hope that, I, well, I don't know if I love Bayless. I, I take that back. I'm not going to sit here and cap with y'all. I am very skeptical of what Valus Jones has done, but he has proven me wrong to this point. The punt return is what I really want to see. And I want to see it. And, and that's something I really want to see in this first preseason game, because I want to see it when guys are actually rushing at him, when guys are actually going out and trying to tackle him. Because it's one thing to be able to track the ball well, come down with it. You got blue balls being rolled at you, right? You can jump out of the way of the blue balls The blue balls hit you. It doesn't hurt. Are you going to be able to do that when there is that rush that that, the rush coming at you that attack coming at you from the other team's special teams and i think that's something where he got in a little bit of trouble last year you got to be able to watch out for the guy coming to hit you and be able to make the catch and track the ball in the air there's a lot that goes into that and so on the punt return side that's where we saw the most issues i i I, i've been impressed by how he's won this job and i get it right dante pettis would probably be your go-to if he was out there um, but is this a little bit of concern on what Dante Pettis is going to be on this team? Or even if Dante Pettis ends up making this team again, it is still very early, but Dante Pettis, when, when you look at the wide receiver chart right now, it's DJ Moore, Velas Jones, Dante Pettis, uh, Darnell Mooney, Equinamia, St. Brown, Tyler Scott, and Simba Webster, Joe Reed. And then on the bottom, you got Chase Claypool, Tyler Scott, uh, DeRice Fontaine and Aaron Cruikshank, Dante Pettis third on the wide receiver, second on the punt return. Has Valus made that much of a step that you're willing to part ways with Dante Pettis? That's going to be the interesting thing to see at the end of this, man, and see kind of how this comes out of it. Because to me, Dante Pettis is is a game changer when he gets the ball in his hands, being able to return the ball. But Valus Jones has done a good job. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Valus Jones hasn't, man. Let me know how you guys are feeling on those names, man. Just some of the names that stood out to me. I saw some concern when people were talking about the defensive tackles and defensive ends, right? Travis Gibson all the way at the bottom on the defensive ends, right? Yeah, Yannick Agakwe, Rasheen Green, Terrell Lewis. Then Travis Gibson comes in. People were concerned about that. They were like, oh, have have they given up on Gibson? Is that, you know, kind of the signal that, you know, they're willing to move on from him on the other side, right? Demarcus Walker, Dominique Robinson, DeAnthony Jones, Jalen Harris. I don't know if we're there yet because how they're going to run this, and if you remember how they ran this last season, they are doing hockey swaps on this. They are doing platoon swaps. It's said, Hut, make a play. All right, let's get these other set of guys in there. I don't know if I'm worried about Travis Gibson not being out there just yet, but I do think it makes a difference the fact that you have Yannick Ngakwe in there, right? Travis Gibson was much more safe. In those situations, Rasheen Green has had a heck of a camp up to this point. And so you're not going to move one from him. Dominique Robinson's your young pick from last season. You're still trying to develop him. DeMarcus Walker, of course, your number one kind of comes down to the Travis Gibson, Terrell Lewis, the Anthony Jones conversation. And that's really one where I think you're going to keep more defensive ends than than not because I think that there is still going to be a... a uh, uh, a focus on trying to get guys to the quarterback and with how Yannick and Gakwe versus the run, you know, how they're going to be able to adjust that, how they're going to be able to put guys in and out versus that. You're going to want to keep as many of those DNs as possible. I think there's going to be a lot of names that are on here, even that are at the end that we see get used during the season. Uh, Defensive tackles right now, Justin Jones and Andrew Billings, still winning that number one matchup, but Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens right behind them. Then you got Travis Bell, Bravion Roy, and Andrew Bowen. But, yeah, man, I mean, those rookies, they are they're relied on. They are going to be expected to have production this season. It's not like they can come out and just go, oh, you know, we, we're just we've got this this uh, learning curve that there's going to be, and it's going to take us some time. No, the Bears plan on, again, these guys are getting swapped out just like the defensive ends. They're, they were doing this platoon swap all last season. Don't be surprised to see a ton of Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens in these games when they mean something, and to me that's the number one thing that I actually like, right. We're going into this first preseason game. We're going to see a ton of these guys because they want to see how these guys are going to look. And then you'll see, you know, I, I think you'll probably see a good quarter of Javon Dexter to Zach Pickens, um, versus Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, because your number two guys usually get a little bit more run in these preseason games that teams generally just don't care about, man. Um, Those are some of the takeaways for me. Of course, some cuts. Uh, They do still have him on the depth chart on here, but he's not. They did release him. Andrew Schmitz was released today. Uh, So Cairo Santos is your kicker, ladies and gentlemen. How do you feel about that? I'm not going into deep, in-depth kicker talk, but uh, Cairo Santos was a guy that struggled last year kicking a football, and and you hope that he has that bounce-back year. Uh, offensive line, of course, everything pretty much normal as far as uh, your starting lineup. Still got Braxton Jones at left tackle, Tevin Jenkins, Cody White here, Nate Davis, who did return to practice today. Nate Davis was back at practice. Good to see that in the pads. And then Darno Wright on the right-hand side. I want to see their dynamic continue to work together. I really want to see what Darnell Wright is going to be able to do with Nate Davis next to him. And, of course, we brought in Mercedes Lewis, who I think is basically just going to be, hey, when we go 12 personnel, you need an extra blocker out here. Boom, you got Mercedes Lewis on the right side, one of the best blockers in the game still, and a very durable player. So going to be really good to see what that uh, dynamic of things is going to be. You know, I didn't look at that. Not I just said his name. I didn't look at it. So he's third tight end. On the roster basically. They keep signing tight ends. I and mean, those are the other stories that keep coming out. We keep signing tight ends. Um, but Cole Komet, Robert Tunya, Mercedes-Lewis. So he's the third. He's probably going to be used in your jumbo sets, your blocking, you know what I mean? Different things like that. So it doesn't surprise me in the slightest to see him down there. Uh, let's head, let's keep, let's keep the conversation going, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love and tuning in. Let's have a little conversation on our biggest strengths and weaknesses heading into the season. And I'm somebody that likes to start in the positive um let me know in the comments below what you feel the Bears biggest strengths and weaknesses are let me know uh, in a five-star review some of them and we'll read them as we go through different uh different uh, uh comments on the podcast side as well if you want to let your voice be heard on the podcast side or tweet them to me man at Pat the designer appreciate you guys for showing love here's my thing biggest strength heading into this season can also be called one of your weaknesses depending on what this guy is able to do. To me, your biggest strength heading into this season right now is your wide receiver room. You have, and, and not just the wide receiver room, right? Because we talked about that, but the receiver room as a whole. And this is really what I want to talk about with it, right? Because Floose has said it best, mismatches, mismatches, mismatches. You have so many options that... Lucas Patrick, I'm sorry, not Lucas Patrick, Luke Getze should be able to have an absolute field day. He should be able to be drawing up plays every time that you're like, yeah, this guy's probably going to be open. This guy's going to be open here. This guy's going to be able to make this play. But the reason I say that, I think that that's one of your biggest strengths that can be a weakness Is We still got to see what Justin's going to do. I love the hype. I love the MVP talk. I love the positivity. And I do believe that Justin Fields is going to be that guy that everyone has talked about him being. I do believe that Justin Fields is going to be a really transcendent player in this NFL. I'm drinking the Bears Kool-Aid right now, but you still got to show me. Or I can believe all I want. I believed in many guys that have come through Chicago, and it doesn't mean that it's been shown to me. Heck, I believed in Mitch Trubisky going into year two. You know what I mean? Like, eh, I, it wasn't overwhelming belief, but I believed. Right, it was a little nugget right in here. So you know what I mean? Where you got that, like, you got that gas right here. You know what I'm talking about? That's kind of where the belief was on that. I thought that it was my heart. It was gas. Don't worry about it. But at the end of the day, right, I had a belief that. So many different players were going to pan out for the Chicago Bears. I thought the Brandon Marshall Bears would win a Super Bowl. I had belief that you know the 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 2006 Bears would get back to another Super Bowl with how dominant that defense is. We just had to find the quarterback. We are literally what what is this? 18 years removed from that team, and we just now think that we have the quarterback. I believe in Justin Fields, but you still got to show me. You still have to show me that the arm talent is going to be there because that's where they're going to test you. I you, listen. He's unstoppable with the legs, but he's not unstoppable with the legs. When every play, somebody knows you're going to the legs. Show me the accuracy that we're seeing in training camp now. Show me the the accuracy on the deep ball that we're seeing. I know that he missed a couple of passes today, and people were losing their minds. How about we relax a little bit? Everybody breathe, right? Like it's not like he's going to be a perfect quarterback in year two. But I think that your biggest strength right now could also be called a weakness because they still need that guy to be that guy. They still need Justin Fields to be that guy for you to make that play. But the strongest room to me right now is the wide receiver. room. when I look at Chase Claypool as a number two, I see him having a rookie year Pittsburgh type season again, where he's just more polished, right? I don't think that he's going to be a thousand yard receiver, all of that, right? I just. I hope that he is. Um, but as the number two on this team, I don't expect him to be. But what I do expect is he should have between six and eight touchdowns this season. Why? Because he's going to be that big body coming across the middle. And he's been a safety blanket for Justin Fields in training camp. And th- that slant, all of those all of those plays that are coming across the middle where he's able to catch that ball in stride if Justin delivers it the right way and just take off. I think that those are the most important things that you're going to see from this because we know what DJ Moore is. Listen, uh, DJ Moore being the number one on this team changes so much because to me dj Moore is just okay what does that guy do well oh my god he catches the football well he's the fastest person on the field he finds lanes he knows how to run routes he's 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 he finds ways to make the uh, the defense look stupid right I know that I saw that in Carolina. And when I saw it in Carolina, it was with quarterbacks that I don't have a belief in none of them at all. And you know what I mean, hopefully PJ Walker's good here. Hopefully we never have to see him as well. That's another guy to watch for on the depth chart though, uh, because right now he's your, he's your backup and uh, he's been, he's been a little up and down. I thought I'd see a little bit better out of PJ to this point, but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. But listen, it's not a lot of faith coming out of what we saw with those Carolina guys. There just isn't. And so for me, I saw DJ Moore do that. I believe that he can do that here. I believe that he can do that with Justin Fields, whether Justin Fields is good or not. But what's going to determine how this wide receiver room is as strong as it is and how the strength that I believe that it does have is going to be, what are the other guys in this room going to do? What are they going to establish? To me, you have to go out there. You have to establish. uh, 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 Chase Claypool as an option every single game. You have to establish Darnell Mooney as not only an underneath option, but a guy, remember Darnell Mooney is a heck of a route runner. So I don't just want to see Darnell Mooney in the slot. I would love to be able to see the moon man taking it over the top. uh, uh, being able to use his route running ability to, to create, uh, 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 mismatches with defenders and different things like that. I really still want to see him be able to utilize his speed. I said this on the windy city breeze yesterday. Um, this bears receiving room could be one of the fastest rooms in the league. Now I'm not saying they are the fastest. I'm saying they could be top five, right? Because you got a bunch of sub four, four guys. And then you got Chase Claypool, who I believe was just at 4-4. Maybe he might have been sub-4-4 as well coming out of college. Um but Chase Claypool can really open it up. Darnell Mooney has some really good speed. You know what I mean? Tyler Scott, you're adding him to this team. Bayless Jones, if they use him in that receiving room. There's a ton of speed on this team, and the Bears have to find a way to use that to their advantage. And there's also a ton of size on this team when you're looking at this receiving core. Now you're bringing the tight ends in, right? Now I got sure-handed Tunyon. Now I got Cole Komet, who's Mr. 50 million out here. You know what I mean? Like Now that's just adding that size in. I really think that that's going to be a huge asset for the Bears. I think that's our biggest strength. strength heading into this season. Let me know how you guys feel in the comments below. What do you believe the Bears' biggest strength heading into this season will be? Now we get to the weakness, our biggest weakness. And for me, I've been saying this the entire time. I've been saying this the entire season. It's the one thing that I'm still concerned about. I love the front line names. The Bears' biggest weakness coming into this season will be depth. It just will. I love the frontline names. I love T.J. Edwards, Jack Sanborn, uh, Tremaine Edmonds. You get but you're quickly at Noah Sewell and then you're like Dylan Cole. Right. I love the DB names. I think the DB room might be the one room that you've got real depth at. But when you get to that offensive line, right? That's the that's the unit that we thought we were going to have so much faith in coming into this season, right? When you get to that offensive line, say Braxton Jones goes down, where Larry Borm? Say Tevin Jenkins goes down, where Alex Leatherwood, Nate Davis, Jatari Carter, right? And it's not to say that these guys can't be more; they can't. You know, all of a sudden they're going to find it. But that's the part where me where I'm not as confident because football is a collision sport. It is a violent game. And at the end of the day, you have to see it's not always about what the best name is. Right. You hope that your best names are going to be able to stay durable. But it's about how many of those guys do you have on your team that can be that next name, that can be that guy that can do his job. And I just don't feel like, I feel like the frontline names are great at certain positions, but man, when you get off of those, it gets ugly quickly. Even on your defensive line, right? Listen, I really want to see what these rookies can do, but I don't know. If Justin Jones goes down, is Jervon Dexter ready? Because if not, you got Travis Bell or Bravion Roy. Right. And so for me, I really just want to see how this team, how durable this team is going to be. And sometimes that's what you're talking about when you're talking about teams that make the playoffs. It's not always about what the what the team has as far as talent coming into the season. A lot of times it's about how healthy is that talent throughout the season. Nine times out of ten, it's about how healthy is that talent throughout the season and how healthy is this team going to be as a whole. Now, the only thing that does make me feel good is I think that we've got some guys in here outside of right – like. Tevin Jenkins is my biggest concern because of the back, because we've seen him get hurt more times than not. But outside of that, I do think we have guys in here that, for the most part in their career, have avoided serious injuries, right? Of course, you look at that receiver room. You see Chase Claypool from last season. You see Valish Jones from last season. um, And you hold your breath a little bit there. But the wide receiver room, like I said, I think you have enough options at the receiver room to feel confident. The running back room is kind of the same for me. Khalil Herbert, okay, tweak something I got Deontay Foreman now Roshon Johnson moves up not another guy we didn't talk about on the depth chart by the way Roshon Johnson coming in as the number three running back we'll probably see him get a ton of good run in that first game versus the uh, the Titans so we'll see kind of what he's able to produce out there but you know as, as you just as you keep going through this as you keep looking at this team you start to quickly get back to the team that we had last season, where we had guys who, right, they're in the right spot right now. They're number twos, they're the backups. But I'm always concerned about is there enough depth on this team? And as much as we're excited about the signing of Yannick Ngakwe, just like that, it could mean nothing. One year, 10.5 million. We got him in here. He's our pass rusher, he's going to dominate. It's just small things, though. You know, it, these are big guys tweaked ankle is something serious for those guys and it's stuff that most of them will play through and different things like that and yannick has been a very very durable player but i do concern myself with where this team is at because after yannick ngakwe you're quickly at rasheem green and while i like rasheem green he's not yannick ngakwe <laughs> you know what i mean uh but I, I mean it's not like this is something foreign to just the chicago Bears. This is what every team is worried about this is what every team has to go through and i at the end of the day the hope is you hold your breath you get through preseason you get into the season and you start winning games with the guys that you have but hey i do want to know how you guys feel man let me know in the comments below what do you think the bears biggest strengths and weaknesses are heading into this season as always it's your boy pat the designer back at it again this is another edition of the chicago bears podcast hit that like button subscribe to the page man we do talk chicago sports daily on this channel monday through friday chicago bears content so stay in tune with us man y'all stay safe out there chicago one love face